Commerce and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, and I am the captain of noon. We are so excited to be here with you because every day around the noon hour, we want to bring that boom power that the Thrive Nation loves to devour. We want to talk about the stuff that you want to talk about. And recently, Z, uh, we've had a lot of Thrivers who've been asking, you know, why does everybody Need a coach? Do you have you and Clay actually had a coach? Has he has, has he ever had a coach? Clay, have you ever had a coach? Have you ever had a mentor? Do people really need a mentor? Is this just hoo ha? There's a lot of questions, Z, around you know the whole mentorship, the whole coaching game, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you hard with a with an intense question right off the bat, a hard question. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pump the brakes, big guy. <laughs> Pump the brakes, big guy. We've got. I've got a couple shout-outs I've got to give. Big shout-outs. It's wow. noon. It's noon. It's People noon. are hungry. People are getting in their cars. They're trying to figure out where to go eat. They're like, where do I go? What do I do? Well, they let me, I've got to feed the machine. They could go to uh, for pizza. Oh, they could. They could. They could be saying, no, I think I'm thinking about something with a b a b sound a b b. But I don't know what I can't put my I can't think of barbecue barbecue. Okay. I'm they, thinking they about could. barbecue. They, they could. could. Yeah. They could. And if you wanted barbecue, if you wanted excellence in baked beans, there's only one place to go. There really town. is only one place to well, go. Well, they actually have more than one location. There's are technically you, more than one place. Are you still personally cooking baked beans? Is that still the offer you're making? No, I've given up. I've given oh. up. I, I oh. tried to crack the code of the baked beans, but Joe Davidson, I mean it's uncrackable. The, the guy, guy sold over two million gonna, smokers, man. I know. He's, and he's a stud. And the thing about it is Oklahoma Joe's, that burnt end and some baked beans, so good. You know, you're, you're, you're looking lean. You're looking svelte. You're on a, on a, on a, on a, a, a diet here. You're, 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 I'm on you're, a low-carb, just a low-carb thing. So just, are you eating a, all meat now? I mean, are you eating nothing but burnt ends? Is that what you're doing? Is that, is that recommended by the I FDA? Wish, I, I wish that was the case. Oh, wow. Those burnt ends are sick. It's like, they're like meat candy. They, are. I mean, they really are. They're meat candy. What's the? What, I mean, do you, do you ever have you ever had a deal where you were as a young man you would try to set a personal best when going to a buffet? Did you ever have that mindset when you're going to NSU, you're in college, and you're like, you know what? Oh yeah, I'm gonna set a personal best. Have you ever done that before? When you grow up in a big family, we thought a lot. I mean, and you get an opportunity to go to an all you could, all you can eat buffet. I mean, you, you know, there were seven of us, uh, seven kids, six boys and one girl. But we 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 went to a buffet not on not on occasion. When they saw us coming, they. They knew they were going to get tapped. I, have I mean, a st- they knew they were going to lose some food. I have a story that I want to share with you. When you hear the story, you'll think less of me. The Thrivers will laugh, and we'll move on. It'll be in the past. Is this about, uh, is this about ice fishing? Well, no, no. This is, this is <laughs> we, we, we go up to Minnesota. That's where I was, you know, age 12 and beyond. I go up to Minnesota. And as you mentioned, you know, we, do, we don't have a lot of money, and you get a chance to go to a buffet. You know, you're yeah. thinking, like, yeah, yeah I'll just, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's make, let's make the owner hurt. Yeah. You know? Oh, so yeah. Let's crush them. Having Let's limited crab legs, that kind of thing. Well, anyway, when my dad would go with me, I had to like have guardrails on because my dad was like, you know, let's, let's calm down here. Let's, you know, be appropriate, you know, whatever. So we go to this restaurant and the waitress walks by and she says, hey, um, you know, if you guys are interested, as always, we have the, the dessert special, you know. So I look at this menu and it says, if you can have 
Uh, I think it's like 21 scoops of ice cream. What? what? With, with, <laughs> with like four fudge brownies yeah. and caramel and the nuts and all the things. If you have all that, you get to have it for free. You know, it's like the, it's like it's like the steak place. You have oh, seventy-two yeah, 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 ounce yeah. steak. You know, like the big burger, the steak and, place. And I'm like now. maybe thirteen. I don't think I'm thirteen yet. Twenty-one scoops? Are you serious? Yeah, it was like it's an insane number. You know, like I think right now it's a seventy-two ounce steak. If you eat that, you yeah, get seventy-two one, ounce. Yeah, which is like uh, what is that? Five pounds? I mean, it's 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 I mean, it's 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 a crazy. It's amount. actually it's actually six pounds, but that's just math. It's like you're eating a human head. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh, that's so bad. I, so I order this without my dad knowing. You know, I tell the waitress, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a cocky twelve year old kid. I'm in. I thought you were thirteen. So I'm like almost thirteen. Okay. So I, I order this thing. Well, my dad doesn't know what's going on. All he knows is that a bowl where it's a larger group of people are eating, we can barely afford to afford the food. And then this, he looks to his left, he looks to his right, he looks at it. All of a sudden, we make the eye contact, the look of death, where my dad's going, I don't know what you've just done, but if we weren't in a public place, I would get out of belt and beat you and with just, it. Right, exactly. So anyway, spank you would be a better, anyway, the lady, a better term. Yeah, the, the lady, the lady, the waitress comes up, and my dad's like, "Did he just order that? You know, did he just order?" She goes, yeah, "He goes, how much is that?" And it's like, I'm not, I'm not kidding, dude. It's like seventy dollars, sixty five dollars. It's an insane amount. Oh my! Oh, because well, it's like twenty one. I mean, this is like you know, twenty I mean, years ago. Yeah, I mean, this is like the biggest thing they have. I mean, it's an insane price. It's yeah. like, but if you go to the steak place, I mean, they're gonna put like eighty bucks on the steak if you can't eat it. It's oh, stupid. Yeah. You're stupid. So I'm thinking, you know, I got it. Well, anyway, I start to eat and I start to realize that it's about nine scoops in, ten in, whatever the number is. I'm starting to get to a place where I don't have any more room. Yeah, you're getting uncomfortable. And I look at my dad, and my dad's like, "Do what you have to do." So I'm thinking, do, do what you have. So I'm thinking, I'm going to get up and go to the restroom. You know, I have different exit no, strategies. No, no, no. Now the waitress says, honey, now I just want you to know if you do get up from the chair, you are disqualified. I'm like, what? There's, there's rules to this thing? So anyway, so I push myself and I have to unbutton my pants because I can't fit them on anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I'm just trying, to, <laughs> like a snake trying to eat like a, oh, no. like a cat or something crazy. Oh. Like an anaconda, just trying to just contort my body. And so anyway, so my mom is now frustrated. You know, my dad's just, he's not, my dad doesn't see the humor. The other people are seeing the humor. And uh, anyway, so I push myself, I push myself, and then I get down to the bottom, and it's this big bowl, like a bowl you'd bake cookies in. You're, you bake cookies with yeah, this. Yeah, 21 kind of scoops. It's a huge. Big bowl. Yeah. yeah, it's a huge bowl. Like you're making, uh, you know, uh, chocolate chip cookies. It's just massive, a mixing bowl. Well, then it's melted now. The ice cream is melted. The caramel's melted. The marshmallows have melted. Everything in there is melted into a big goo. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done. I've done. I've done my. I've done my duty. She goes, Honey, you have to eat all that. You have to eat it all. And I know like, what in the honey, world. Honey, I, like I, thought, I, mean, I just honey. thought like I had different benchmarks. Like I can just eat this one more scoop, I'll be fine. Two more scoops, I'll be fine. Yeah, but it's yeah. like that 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 Asian guy who eats all the hot dogs. Yeah, that's impressive. By and way. I'm just I'm just pushing myself. Well, anyway, I finally eat it all, and I feel so bad. I don't know what's going on with the blood sugar level. I mean, I feel like I've just it's the worst thing ever. You had diabetes for like a month <laughs> and a half. <laughs> so I, I get into the car, and my dad has no mercy. But he's worried I'm going to throw up. So this is back when you have the 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 uh, called Horizon was the name of the vehicle. Okay. And you, anyway, it had a hatchback, so it's like you get in the back in case you spew. <laughs> <laughs> that was his thing. So I'm riding home in the back, like oh, and it's like an hour and a half home. It's a long trip. It's like from Oklahoma City to Tulsa. Long story short, I got my name on the plaque at said uh, restaurant. I want to say it was in Monticello, Minnesota, but it, the name will come back to me. But it was in a, a small town of Minnesota. Got my name on the plaque. Uh, it was kind of a big deal. Um, and it was, uh, I think, I, I'm just the name of the town. It's going to come back to me. But anyway, that's where my cousin went to college, and I got my name on there. And I felt like a kind of a big deal, you know? 
for a while there. I, I wonder if I wonder if your name is still on the plaque. I wonder if they even have the plaques. I wonder if the place is still open. Yeah, it's. I want to. I have to think of the name. I think it was. Uh, gosh, I just. It'll come back to it's a small private college up there. And anyway, my I was there because my my cousin had a recital where he was going to play the guitar for his senior recital. You know, to okay. get something. Okay. And I stole the thunder. I mean, I had the thunder. I think the and thunder. It was a thing where people years later would be like. How do you feel? How did it feel? What did you eat? How did how many did you eat again? How, how did you do it? Yeah, and it was a deal where people didn't even remember why we went to this town. Yeah, you know? but I we went there. I tell oh, you yeah. why I went there. I went there to conquer. I went there to conquer the ice cream. Now the thing is, I learned from mistakes that you probably shouldn't eat. You know, twenty one scoops of ice cream and volunteer volunteer yourself for a seventy five dollars. Well, when dessert. you're twelve years old, probably not the right move. After you've had the buffet, right? I mean, this is not like on no, an empty stomach. This was a deal where we were, you know, you're getting like hamburgers, and what I did is I got like I was like I'm gonna get a hamburger, you know, and then my dad's not looking, I'm going to order this massive thing because I can do it, you know. So, but, yeah. but you could learn from mistakes or you could learn from mentors. And so my little tip to you in the world of eatery, in the world of, uh, you know, fine dining is you don't want to have 21 scoops all at one time. That's just, a, that's a little tip. And see, I think sometime in the world of, of business, there are things you look back at and you say, yeah. that was dumb. That was stupid. That was probably the dumbest. So during today's show, we're going to air a, so many dumb things that we wish we would not have done as we're educating you. Things where you go, you guys did that, and it's going to be a what? it's going to be a therapeutic show. It's going to be a cleansing show. It's going to be a show where we're only going to share the strivers with you, and we just want you in good confidence. See, we don't want any gossiping. We don't want people to share it with other people, right? But this is just between us, you, me, them, and everybody. Right. I mean, you know, when we when we open up our little hearts and we pour out our mistakes, I mean, it's just it's it's confidential. Okay, so here we go. This is with the rhythm of entrepreneurship we're going to get into. Now, the rhythm, the rhythm. It's the rhythm, you know, the, the song The Rhythm of the Night. It's just the rhythm of the night. Oh, yeah, it's a little older song. Oh, like night. That. The rhythm of entrepreneurship. This is the rhythm. It's define, act, measure, refine. Everybody with me now. Define, act, measure, refine. One more time. Define, act, Measure refine. So first off, you want to define the goals you want to achieve. Z, do you have an example when early on in your career where you maybe went into something without a defined goal? Has that ever happened? Because you're a very purposeful man. Do you remember as a young guy, maybe you know where you go, or have you always been pretty, you know, purposeful? Well, the thing about it is, is that the definition's pretty broad at first. You know, I want to, I, I want to stay alive. <laughs> I want to make enough money to eat. I, I want to be successful. I want to. I want to own a home. I I don't want to have to sell a kidney. I mean, mm. these are broad, you know, like you know, definitions that you do. And then, I want to be successful. And then as you kind of get going, you kind of get budgets and you get goals, and then you have, hey, I want to do this next year. I want to do this this month of next year. You want to beat last. Hey guys, here's the number to beat. If we beat it from last year, then we're all going to go bowling, or I'm going to buy you all pizza. Or I'm gonna buy y'all now, Oklahoma Joe's. I mean, that'd be the move now. Is that'd Oklahoma be the Joe's. move. That would that be, would the, be move the move now. Was, yeah, burnt ends, baked, oh. just, all the oh, baked, just Billy. line up, just line up baked beans. You know. Oof. I oh, have a so confession. Good. Here's an example. Okay, I defined I want to be successful. Okay. So I'm building the DJ business. Right. Things are going well. I mean, we're doing at this point probably about 1,500 weddings a year. You know, so it's like 30 a weekend. And a lady reaches out to me and says, Clay, a lot of the wedding vendors are struggling to sell. Would you be willing to team up to to start a bridal networking group, you know, where you could teach people mm, once mm. a month how to sell well. Mm, and I'm yeah, thinking for the good of humanity, yeah, yeah. I, and it's a pride thing. You're like, oh, I'm honored, right? I'm honored. I'm humbled. I'm, well, I don't even know what that means, but you're just excited for yeah. the opportunity. And so I find myself starting an organization, which I did turn into a big wedding show, and that was the upside of it, but it was called the Tulsa 
Bridal Association. I started with Lori Montag. And that was and it, the, the bridal show was a good thing. TBA. TBA. And we defined that we wanted to have a, a wedding show, but we did not define the boundaries. So now I find myself working as like a pseudo-amateur uh, therapist for every wedding vendor. Oh, how fun. And they would email me and they'd say, I just want to know what are, seven st- what are the best seven steps? What are the best three steps for marketing online? And I would write a very thoughtful email back. And then they would, I'd see them like a month later and they'd say, hey, I had a speech I had to do that morning. You saved my life. And I'm like, I just wrote their speech for them. What am I doing? What are you doing? And then I find myself, you have to pay dues because where the restaurant we went to didn't, wasn't free. And people aren't paying the dues. It's like 50 bucks a month. Just pay. Give me your credit card. Let's do it. Yeah. People are like, oh, I forgot. Could you come by and collect a check? I go by and collect a check from a florist and the check bounces. Shocking. So I find myself over at Citizen Security Bank out there in Bixby. Oh, Lord. For the second time, trying to deposit a check for a business or an entity, in this case, the Tulsa Bridal Association, that pays me not. And I'm writing speeches for people that woke up realizing, oh, no, I have a speech today. And it occurred to me uh, through a vision, through a, a, a ray of light, through a, a smoke, through a fog, through a ray of, of a heavenly light called my wife's voice. And my wife says, hey, babe. After you finish writing all these speeches for these people and collecting checks for something you don't get paid for, could you schedule time with our daughter? And I'm going, oh, see that? I got I got twisted. I got caught up, Z. I got pulled. I wasn't clear about my goals, man. Well, that's what happens. You get caught up at the moment, and then people you know, take advantage of your niceness, if you will, and your ability to work for uh, basically free. Unless you want to spend your life collecting bounced checks for the Tulsa Bridal Association, you want to stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show. Everyone needs a business coach, and that includes you. I'm Ken P. Law, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, Quite a bit of stuff. Uh, A lot of stuff I know that I needed to do but didn't know how to do it. Uh, Web page, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs. I mean, just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's overwhelming, but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected. I've uh, been to different workshops, and uh, you're just waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote and this is not like that at all it's very ground level help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business i like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable makes you laugh so it opens you up to receive and hear better uh this is great it's a lot of interaction you you can ask him questions you can help he can i mean if you don't understand something he can explain it more so it's very, very helpful. I mean, it's, they're missing a lot because uh, a lot of businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching, but there's so much they can learn and to easy steps that they'll grow their business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information it's a comfortable setting. It's it's awesome. It's a really good good experience.
Thrive Nation. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we're talking about why everybody needs a mentor. Why everyone needs a Yoda. Why everybody needs a master splinter. Why everybody needs an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Why everybody needs... You, you need somebody... You know, Aristotle, right? Aristotle, you know? Kind of a big guy, kind of a big deal, kind of a guy. You know, he was mentored. If you study, you know, Alexander the Great, you know, Aristotle worked with him. And there's only anybody who's great had somebody who helped mentor them along the way. And so we're talking about how Z, how to uh, accept the fact that you need a coach. And today we're just going to air the laundry of some stupid things we've kind of done along the way that uh, we've learned from. Well, exactly, because, you know, we, we figure you learn from mistakes or mentors. We like to call them business coach. Um, you know, it's it's uh, there's some very very smart men out there in the world, and and that have been very successful and are very clever. And when they speak and they talk, you should probably listen to them. One is the former CEO of Google, Eric Schmidt, that says, you know, he the number one advice he can give to anybody starting a business is to get a business coach. That is verified if you Google and you check out Fortune magazine. The interviews right there. Also, Bill Gates gave a TED talks in May of twenty. 13, where he said it's impossible to improve without coaching and real real feedback. You have to have coaching and real feedback. You just have to. And so the rhythm of entrepreneurship is you define what you want to do, and then you once you define, you have to act. So Z, we'll start with you. So you define what you want. You're not, you said you start vague as an entrepreneur. You want to be successful. Yeah, I want to have an optometry clinic, and I want it to make money so I can pay my mortgage. I mean, that's- It's a big you know, goal. I mean, that's, you know, my car payment. I can feed my family. I can keep electricity on. I mean, these are these are like, you know, creature comforts that you're like, I just want to make enough money to do that. And this is before you became Alexander the Great. Okay, so Aristotle, remember, Aristotle was hired to mentor up Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great is known as the guy, man, this guy took over the world. He's, you know, unbelievable. He was a big deal. He was, a big deal. He was great. You know, and so then, but who was his mentor? Well, Aristotle, one of the wisest people on the planet, mentored him. You know, um, in the Bible, many people prayed for wisdom. That's what they wanted. They're like, man, it's the one thing I want is wisdom. Yeah. So what's a, what's a situation where you acted, Z, kind of early on in the career? It's it's far enough in the past where we could look Tulsans in the eye. With we don't we, you know now what we think I don't know where you're going with well, this, but I, I, I mean I have an example of a one that I I did that was really stupid and if, if you don't have one on the top of your mind I have a really dumb, oh I've got oh no I've got plenty of examples you of have those. a dumb one well where I mean you, you know I mean I mean you, I, you know, you know, oh, oh, oh where I acted stupid so go give yours okay okay well, so here's what first I did. Of all, ask the question ask the question ask the full question so okay, so the, the thrivers out there because yeah. we're reading each other's mind right now okay so here's the deal the step number one is you define the goals you want to achieve right you've so you've done that but the second step is you have to act with a sense of urgency urgency to execute the plan. And this is an example of me acting, but not having clearly defined what I wanted. I'm just giving you some examples, because if you're not careful, this will happen to you. I uh, bought a party rental company, which I ended up selling at a nice profit, but I bought it, and I didn't realize that opportunities are like buses. There's always another one. Mm. You know, so again, that that's not my quote. That's from Richard Branson, okay, from Virgin. He says, opportunities are like buses. There's always another one. True. Growing up poor, you see growing up poor, you see an opportunity and you are told you gotta say yes. You gotta be in the game. You gotta do the deal. And that's how you became successful at first. That's how you make a little bit of money is by being an opportunist. Correct. So I see this party rental company and it's I can buy it cheap. And I thought, well, I'm in the wedding industry, I can buy it cheap, let's do it. Not thinking about the people that I need to hire, you know, to do it. It's a whole different skill set. You have to have someone at the core of every business. So like at your auto auction, Monty 
he's a, he's a, he's a wizard of auto auctions, right? I mean, he's committed to it. He's all in. Correct. So I didn't have an all-in person. I just thought I'll buy it and I'll, I'll know how to market and sell, and then I'll find the people along the way quickly. You know, they know how to deliver the chairs and know how to drive the trucks. And so, see, I bought the business, and then I quickly discovered that everybody who worked there that made the company unsuccessful, which is why I could get it a deal, uh-huh. needed to be fired. <laughs> oh yeah. And so I went ahead and did the process of removing the team. I acted. And I didn't have that core competency mastered yet of how many chairs can fit in the truck, what kind of trucks you need, what kind of linens go best with this, you know. So Mothers of the Bride are coming in to meet about, well, what, you know, Mothers of the Bride, by the way, they're like, what kind of table linens go well with this centerpiece? And I have a team that consists of me and people that I trained yesterday going, that's a great question. Which one do you think is best? And then they, yeah. <laughs> and the mother wants to order the linens, and she'll say, "So, Justin, you know colors. You're you're a stylish man, oh, but I there's like it. no, but you are though. You're 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 a guy who's stylish, you know. So you're kind of fashion forward a little bit. So it's like there's lavender, there's purple, what there's daffodil. I don't know. There's different colors. And so women are like, I would like a violet. So my guys who I trained, you know, yesterday, write down purple. You know. Oh yeah. We got to a wedding. There's a big difference between like Prince Purple and I guess like subtle lavender or something like that. Or violet. Violet, yeah. yeah. So we deliver the stuff and consistently every delivery ended in a complaint. And thank thank the Lord we didn't have Google reviews yet because it was just epic. Yeah. And I, I didn't think about it before I acted. And I looked back at it and I thought okay, moving forward before you buy a business or start one, somebody has to be an expert of the thing. You know, someone has to know that. It has to be a core skill. You have to understand the business. So, see, I look back at that and I say, man, if I would have had a mentor in my, in my, in my you know, corner, a guy could have ran that idea past, I definitely would not have bought that business. It was too stressful. Yeah, I think some of the best things I've done is to say no. You know, I get shark. I love Shark Tank because that's my life. A lot of people come in Shark Tank. You Shark Tank me on a few things back in the day that I said no to. You came with me with a couple of, uh, I mean, these wedding, over-the-top wedding things that you came and Shark Tank me on, and I was like, uh, no. My whole nude archery uh, idea, you said no to that. That was a tough <laughs> no. I almost said yes to that one. That one. So there's a little place out in Bristol. There's like a nude camp, and we could do yeah. archery there, and we could invest millions into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, the, the biggest act that I did wrong was actually when I was... It trusted to, um, I was uh, hired to run a guy's business. The only job I've ever been fired from. Oh. And I actually believed what he said when he said, hey, you know, um, we need to clean out the home office and you need to, you know, replace all these people at the home office. And so I, was, I actually believed what he said, you know, because, you know, you, he was my boss. Yeah, weird deal. Weird deal. And uh, before I really defined and thought about it and really dug down into it, I just was like a bull in China cabinet. And uh, I basically irritated everybody in the home office. Figured out I was not a good employee and figured out I needed to to leave sooner than later. And before I could say goodbye, he, you know, he fired me. And I'm like, I was kind of going, someone said, well, how, how was, you know, how, how did you fall into that? What, what happened? And I said, well, the problem was is that I actually, you know, believed what he told me as far as, you know, cleaning the house. And then finally I was like, okay, this guy needs to go. And he's like, no, you know, we grew up together, and you know, he's an old family friend, and I couldn't oh, really get rid of him. Oh, come on. Yeah, I didn't know. This one needs to go. No, that's the widow of the guys who you took the job to, and I told him on his deathbed that I was going to take care of her, you know? Now, we have Justin Moore, the uh, the, the originator of the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge, and uh, he and I, he had this idea, we had this idea about the shoe bus. Remember the shoe bus? Oh, yeah. yeah okay, so oh, we yeah. defined what we thought would work. We were going to act... 
But then the step number three as an entrepreneur is you measure. You define, you act, you measure, you refine. Now, if you have a mentor, you can kind of see through this, but you define what you think is going to work, then you have to act, and then you have to measure. And a mentor can kind of help you think through this. Well, Justin and I, uh, we invested in an entire bus full of shoes. This is a crazy, a crazy story. And when we get back, Justin, I want you to share about the shoe bus because we the measured the re- school bus. <laughs> we, we measured the results, and we realized we bought a lot of shoes, and we haven't sold a lot of shoes. Maybe this whole shoe bus game isn't scalable. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show, the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. The shoe bus story coming up next. My name is Nikki Warren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is the Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine, and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z, and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing, and it just made me you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for, for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be, you know, get it, I need to step it up a lot more and, and the, uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented, you know, I'm an artistic, you know, artsy person. And I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And, you know, the humor, the real life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me. And it's just very relatable. And so for me, I am having a, a, a ball. Like, I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had, I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach. And uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, The people here are very nice and friendly and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of uh, model and um, like I said, it's it's a it's more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference, and so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me, but if, we're, if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here and that, like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it, it does actually makes you wonder, like, what else, what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome.
Hello, Thrive Nation. Welcome back. More than a woman to me. It's the Saturday Night Fever edition of the Thrive Time Show. Oh, yeah. Now, Z, I want to quote, I want to give you a notable quote. My brother quotable. Eric would love that, but he's a big BG's fan. Really? Yeah, shout out to Eric right there. That He's a big, oh. he's so funny. I would just randomly play a BG songs, and he would just start gyrating. Woman. He would just start just, I wouldn't really call it dancing. It's more of like, it's like semi-controlled movements. It's really. robotic. He has a robot all the time. Well, I'm not saying he's quite <laughs> as bad as who's the gal on Seinfeld? Oh, Elaine. Elaine. It's not quite as bad as Elaine, but it's it's Elaine-ish. Now, Z, I want to I want to give you a notable quotable from the Bee Gees from me to you. This uh, is makes okay. this is the most okay. awkward intro ever. Here we go. Okay, you're more than a woman to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are, because you're definitely more than a woman to me. Oh, now, I'm you, glad you can to, just process that. It's good, good to, to know. know. We'll write that down. Now, Thrivers, we're talking today about. The rhythm of entrepreneurship and why every business leader needs a coach. Why does every single business leader need a coach? Why does every business owner need a coach? Why do you need a mentor? Why do I need a mentor? Well, because they're going to help you avoid the painful mistakes. Because you can learn from a mentor or a mistake. A mistake, it takes time, which allegedly you can't make more of, Z. Are you, Z, are you aware of that? Uh, you, <laughs> unless you have like the Back to the Future time the, the you know the DeLorean you can actually go back and forth in time which I mean you could have that I don't know Al Gore you know is mentioning that as far as the Earth's natural resources one we cannot make more of is time you know that is true that is actually Thank a true you, statement. you're correct and so you can't make more time but you can make more money so you don't want to waste time or money so you want a mentor so what happens is once you define step number one is you define what you think is going to work with a mentor or a coach saving yourself time and money then you act with a coach saving yourself time and money then you measure with a coach, and sometimes you're gonna make, you're gonna swing and a miss, but you want to measure so you don't continue to scale the fail. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, listen, everybody out there, Forbes says, you know, there's quite a few out there that are trying to thinking about starting growing a business. Okay, we get that fifty seven percent number they throw out. I don't know where they get that. I don't know where they get the numbers, but that's you know you can Google it and see. Okay, right. okay, so I'm gonna start a, a business, and I'm smart enough to know that I need a business coach. You know, so now what I'm what am I where am I where do I find one? I mean that's that's I mean, that's like saying, oh, you need to find a place to do your business. Yes, I well, get that. There's only a- four programs out there that I could I could speak highly of. So it's like the elephant in the room. You know, we're a men's grooming lounge. Yeah, but okay. we, re- we respect game. We know game. I've been to other hair salons in New York that are good. You know, But for Thrive, the, the Thrive 15 uh, business coaching program, there's only four legitimate programs out there. So one is the E-Myth program. Okay, E-Myth. And, it's by okay. Michael Gerber. He okay. wrote the book called E-Myth. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's yeah. about $3,500 a month. Okay. It's a 12-month contract. And, uh, That's like a forty thousand dollars commitment. Nothing. And there's no deliverables, so they don't they don't build your website, they don't optimize your website, they just Ooh. they don't do marketing pieces, graphic design, they just tell you what to do. But it's very helpful if you're in that one million dollar range and you're stuck. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Second program is Traction by traction. Gino Wickman. That's going to get you for about $7,000 a month. Ooh, a little pricey there. But that's for the guy who's got a $4 million, $2 million business. He's trying to scale it to multiple locations, maybe trying to franchise, maybe trying to grow, can't afford uh, you know, to hire a CEO to come in for you know, $20,000 a month, $15,000 a month to lead the thing. So he needs that expert advice. So the Traction Program does a very good job serving that niche. Okay, I'm with then you. Then there is Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins is great if you're stuck. Like, just motivationally speaking, you just cannot get the motivation, and you can't afford a taser. You definitely want to invest the 
$1,700 a month, which I guess is actually more than a taser, but you'd want to invest the $1,700 a month in the Tony Robbins program. Is that the dude that lets me walk on the hot coals? Yeah, I mean, you could walk on the hot coals, and, and he has a big conference and a big thing. And then there's our program, Thrive 15. And Thrive 15, our program we've developed, is designed to be $1,500 a month for everything that you need to know to grow your business. So the marketing, the sales, the, 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 the leadership coaching, the management, the workshops, the sales training, the repeatable systems, the accounting, everything is all in one place, and it's $1,500 a month. Now, I think there's another one that you missed. Mm. The Maui. Oh, the Maui, well, Maui Mastermind. That one sticks in my people, mouth. People joke. People think I mess it with them. I've heard listeners say there's no way. It, it is. It's $30,000. You can Google that and see it, huh? Yeah, $30,000. It's on, it's on their website. $30,000 to get started. Justin, you want to drop $30,000 go to you know, get started? Yeah. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> well, the good thing about that, you get to go to Maui, though, right? I bet I could if, you know, fly out there cheaper than You've 30, been to 000. Maui before. Well, sure. How much is a plane ticket? Is it 30 grand? Yeah. No, no, it's not 30 grand. Okay. I mean, if you drove in a private jet, maybe 30 grand? Yeah. You know, if you drove, yeah, uh, back back and forth the same day, maybe. I'd be, be more than that. Plus, you know, you have to be a big, you no, know, it'd be more than that because you have to be a big one to have enough gas to get out there. See, that's the thing. There's not any truck stops along the way. Well, maybe that's or how airline, they, or maybe that's how they get the you. Maybe that's what you're doing. You're traveling, you're traveling in a private jet, you know, out there. They're feeding you lobster the whole time. Maybe that's why it's 30 grand. Ooh, lobster. I like lobster. Oh. I do. I love lobsters. As a good Patriots fan, I love lobster. Now, Justin, I want to ask you, because Elephant in the Room is growing, and we're listening to the needs of the men. So it's about three years ago, and the men are going, hey, do you have anything else? Do you have hair products? Do you have clothing? I mean, now we have a lot of products, a lot of great retail products. And one thing we noticed is a lot of the guys have nice shoes, and that's where the shoe bus story begins. So go ahead and share. What, what, first off, what is the shoe bus? Yeah. So the idea was that once we had so many guys, you know, so many people, customers in one area concentrated, it's like, what else can I sell them? You know, if I could just increase my sales by 10% instead of, you know, why adding to new, new clients and, and growing our, our database. So anyways, we noticed a lot of these guys were wearing um, Alan Edmond, you know, um, Colhan, Johnson Murphy, Johnson Colhan, Murphy. All, all this, you know, higher end shoe, handmade leather shoes. And I somehow, you know, and I, I appreciate that stuff as well. I somehow came across this gentleman that had a school bus, school bus full of refurbished shoes, factory refurbished <laughs> shoes. Yes, yeah. So, oh. so I bought a couple, and I had some Italian handmade. It's just it's unbelievable, right? And I've got now my my personal stash is up to like thirty pairs, right? And and all well, of a sudden, you have thirty I, pairs of shoes at the time. Yeah, well, that's it, incredible. It, yeah, just incredible. so it, it's amazing. I, so, anyways, so. I approach you, Clay, and say, we've, we, we've got to get the school bus. You've got to buy we the school bus. We can make some money you off buy the, the school whole bus. bus. So that's what we did. We bought the whole school bus. We bought like $10,000 of shoes all at one time, yeah. and we sold them all. We made our money back. We, we did. But it was we <laughs> like we had a bus deliver shoes, and we had to have guys with dollies taking just tons of shoes and well, organizing them. <laughs> this is, it takes time. It takes space. Right of the overhead, the real retail industries, you always have to have that capital tied up and something. Yeah. Even if you're growing and making money, and you mentioned Shark Tank, Doctor Z, and 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 those guys that come on there have retail. It's one thing, but we made money off that, but it wasn't a duplicatable. It was an ongoing. Where's our resource? Where we're being fed from? If scalable. you go to YouTube and type in "elephant in the room shoe bus," you can find the old school video up there, and it was epic. I mean, there was a lot of shoes coming in and out. 
Zia, a lot of money coming in, a lot of money coming out, not a lot of profit being made. We measured the results and realized, I told Justin, I said, let's give her a whirl. I mean, let's, we don't know. We don't, guys ask for shoes. They say, do you, they always would ask when you're getting your hair cut and you're a dude, you're asking, hey, where do you get those shoes? Where, they ask the barber all the time, where do you get those shoes? Thought it was a move, wasn't a move, but you measure the results. Now, had we had a mentor, let's say, in this particular situation, in this shoe game, who knew the shoe game, you know, you can avoid some, some pain there sometimes. And so that's just an, an example. But a, you want to have a mentor. And see, have you ever tried a product at the optometry clinic that just didn't sell the way maybe you thought it would? And it was a good idea, but you kind of measured the results and thought, you know, hey, let's, let's not continue that product. Absolutely. And, and a lot of it's maybe frame lines or frame brands. Or, you know, I go out and I buy a big big section of frames. I'm thinking, oh, that looks good. <laughs> it's like they're like, they don't, we haven't sold one of them. I'm like, uh-oh, that's, that's, <laughs> not, that's not good. You wouldn't advise investing in the Harry Carey signature line of custom thick glasses? No, but I figured out the move. What's I the figured, move? I figured out the super move about buying frames. And when we come back, I'll, oh. sh I'll share it with you. It's a little secret super move I figured out. Oh, Thrive Nation, stay tuned. This super move about buying frames on the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Go to Oklahoma Joe's and get those baked beans, baby, baby. My name is O'Neill Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sharita Bent and uh, I learned a lot more from her. And also I got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing, I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, There's a chimney outside, so we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people saying hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on, um, and everything looks modern. So it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very... Um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing though because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through um, and they're all very funny but he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, you never feel like man is he ever gonna stop talking? You always want to keep listening and then when it's bathroom break time your surprise is already there. So um, I like how he talks about these practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is, is mostly uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things, and it's because he knows that that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times 
has directed several businesses and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you. And he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need. Everybody, let's call the king of soul himself, James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. They want James Brown. James Brown. James Brown. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Unbelievable. James Z, so I don't know what it is, but something makes me want James Brown. Z, do you want James Brown this incredible afternoon? I think that's you're using subliminal messages in my brain right now. now I mean, I think. James Brown is a guy who, if you get a chance to read anything about him, he was obsessed with perfection. He's the first guy to use percussion as, uh, to use like the horns as a percussion you know, instrument. So yeah. the way they played was precision, and he told his band they couldn't go home until they couldn't get it wrong. So they'd have like 18-hour practices. And imagine how painful it would be if you're playing the saxophone or the trumpet. Uh, and he just, and then they had to, you know, the choreography tight. He was obsessed. And everyone hated him, but he was the hardest working man in, in show business. And uh, he just obsessed. And his dance moves were like precision. I mean, the guy was awesome. And I think anybody, if you go online and go on YouTube today and you type in D James Brown, James Brown teaches dance moves, you will be impressed with how just ridiculous. He, has, he actually has a YouTube video where he teaches people dance moves. And it's over the top, that good. And he's so good that he's light years ahead of where I think everybody else is, most people. Not you, Z. I mean, you are a dancing phenomenon. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're in the... You're I can't the, go on. I can't go on. You're in the top 20%. Of all, of all, of all dancers in the world. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, of all, of all the guys in the world who so dance. So you can dance. You are. You're in the top twenty percent. I'm gonna get one of those, those, um, you know, reality shows so you can dance. Just you really can, there. though. Just I mean, you're. Really dance. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You, you've, it's, uh, you got the moves like Jagger. I, I, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm purposeful and I and I enjoy it. So you know, when you enjoy something. And you do it, and you do it well. It's kind of the two are symbiotic, and kind of it's, it's fun. Okay, so here's the deal, though: mentorship. If you if you were wanting to learn how to become a great dancer, you'd probably reach out to someone who could dance. Yes. If you want a to have a successful coach. company, you'd probably want to reach out to somebody who has successful companies. Thus, that's why we built the Thrive Business Coach platform was because Dr. Z has numerous successful business businesses. I built numerous successful businesses, and it's not because we're geniuses. We just know the proven path. But the, the rhythm of entrepreneurship is this. You want to define what you think is going to work with a mentor or coach to save yourself the pain. You want to act after you've gathered all the facts. You want to measure the results. And then you want to refine the systems and action steps based upon that feedback. Yeah, but I'm going to brag on you a little bit more than that, Clay. Mm. You can't just touch on it that quick and then just bounce off of mm. it. You Since 2010, or 2007, for 10 years that is, for a decade, you have been a business coach with excellence and some would arguably say the best in the world i mean i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna throw that out there because you are so you're so good just because you have a successful business doesn't mean you're a person that can actually 
be a mentor, be a business coach, you know, because there's, it's kind of like, oh, here's what I did. Well, define those, define what you did. Well, I really can't. I just did this. These are just the moves. Just do, just do them, you know, and then act on them and then, you know, redefine and then, you know, measure them and then redefine and then refine them. So what I'm saying is, is that when I tutored math back in college, I actually had a much deeper and broader understanding of it than when I was just my degrees in math, my undergraduate degrees in mathematics. So I understand mathematics, obviously. But when I tutored it, it was like a whole new level of, of, of understanding. A whole and now, new world. A whole new world. And so now when you've been business coaching the way you have for 10 years, you have a much deeper understanding of it. And so it's just awesome to watch you and the in-person workshops. Yeah, we have in-person workshops. You can actually, June's, Sold out. You yep. can come to July. Go to thrivetimeshow.com and get your ticket. Um, you can bring three of your employees. It's a great setup. It's right here at our headquarters in Jinx America, <clears throat> which is, excuse me, which is a suburb of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you can come and you can learn for two days. You can learn all our secret moves. And they're really not secrets, but they're, you know, they're moves. You may not know what you don't know. And you can learn from Clay Clark, the world's best business coach. I show up on occasion, do a little, you know, puppet show. Um, my sock puppets, which are really, you know, really stimulating. I mean, it's I try to, you know, try to bring a little bit of humor. We have fun. It's educational. We won't upsell you, and we have scholarships. It's a no-brainer. So here's a business coach laser show. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it over to Justin to, to, to chime in here because this was this is what happens. Okay, after you refine, after you measure, you want to refine the systems and action steps based upon your feedback. All the systems are in that book, the Boom Book. Now, our, our, the boom book, that we, it's the 13 proven steps. It's in the book. It's, we give it to you at the workshop. We give it to you. So here's an example. I want every Thriver out there, I want you to type in something real quick, and I want you to give her a whirl. Type in, find Tulsa cabinets. Go ahead and do that. Everybody type that in. Okay. Whoa, wait. Don't worry. It's awkward. It's radio, so it's awkward. just be awkward, kind of you and me just waiting. Or go ahead and type in, maybe and, maybe pull up a new tab, type in Tulsa men's haircuts. Those are two examples where either A, a business that I'm involved in, that's Justin's brainchild, the elephant in the room, is top in Google for men's haircuts for elephant in the room. And for cabinets, you're going to see, there it is, elite cabinets, a thriver out there just like you. Met the guy today, said hello to him. He's a thriver out there just like you. And you know why he's top in Google? Because he prays a lot. No, no, no. Do you know why he was top in Google? Because of who he knows? No. Is he top in Google because his politics? No. Is it because of the economy? No. Is it because? No. It's because he's implementing a proven system, Z. And do you think that people go online and search, you know, Tulsa cabinets when looking for cabinets? I tell you what. When you get to top of Google, it, you just add a few zeros to what you're making right now. It's, an, it's, it's a game changer. Oh. It's a game changer. Game so change. I, so I encourage you. Go to just type in Tulsa men's haircuts. And when you get there, check it out. And Justin, we have a no-brainer up there. That is, uh, can you explain to the Thrivers out there, what's the offer we make proudly to the people of Tulsa? Yeah, so it's an elephant in the room. It's uh, actually just your first visit is $1. But I'll, I'll mention something. We're talking about uh, you know, having a business coach in an area maybe that you need some guidance or, or coaching. And we all need those areas. Um, you guys are listening. You may be an expert, expert in one particular area. You know, I was an expert in men's grooming. So seven years ago, I approached you, Clay, and said, hey, uh, these systems you have for getting us on top of Google, I want those. I want your value in that particular area, and I want to stay in my lane. So you became my business coach, and, and that's what you're offering for all these uh, thrivers out there, potential thrivers. And I can personally say it did wonders for our business, you know, in, in the men's grooming industry with Elf in the Room. And now we're able to offer the first haircut for $1 if you've never been in before. And the reason why we came up with the dollar price is not because... 
it's luck. We I, when Justin and I talked. Once the service got so good that people wanted to come back, I mean, it takes a while to get the service. I mean, Justin, the, the, the improvements you've made as you've defined, you've acted, you've measured, you refined, it's such a better experience than day one. Oh, hand, hands down. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's continued processing growth. And when you're obsessed with it, when you love something, and, and truly, you know, I hear all the time, but people live for the weekends, right? We, we just Everybody came off a holiday. For right? the weekend. <laughs> I love when people are sleeping. I love when people are at the lake and, and, and having fun on the holidays. I use that as get ahead time. You know, and you're a and, grinder. And, yeah, there you go. And we're, we're actually only open six days a week, but I use those times to grind the shops and make sure they're they're taken care of and, and everything's set up the way it needs to be. Well, now it's such a good experience. You can tell people you'll cut their hair for a dollar the first time because you know they're going to come back. And that was not a move. So again, I just want to make sure you're getting this. With a business coach, we can get people to the door, right? We can build the systems, oh, yeah. but right, if you right. can't deliver for the customer, no go. So oh, yeah. you have to have a product that people actually want. Okay, that's 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 you got to be real with that. And I want to ask you, Z, because your optometry clinic now is it perfect? No, but I'll tell you one thing about it. It really, when you go to other optometry clinics in Tulsa, I've been to a few. Being, being fair and objective, there's a couple good ones out there. But a lot of times you're sitting down, you're reading kind of an old magazine and kind of a, a place where it feels like you're you're at the tag agency. No offense to the tag agency people out there <laughs> who want to maintain that decor, but this, it's a decor that leaves the people wanting more. There's no ambiance, there's no oversized prints, there's no fashion-forward motif. And you go there, and it just feels like you're going to the family doctor for that, you know what I mean, where you just don't want to go. It's just not a fun, but you've made it where it's more of a mall, kind of a retail experience. When did you get that idea? How long did it take you to refine it and to build that thing? Well, I started in 91, and then I built, um, I, I built my first office uh, in, in 99, so eight years eight years to get it kind of all gathered up. And I had, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't reinvent the wheel. I mean, I went into a lot of different places around the country and I looked at them and I, I tried to take the best of each one of those and put them together, you know, and then that's what you do. There's, you know what, you don't have to maybe redefine or remake the wheel out there. You can just, you know, uh, uh, we'll say borrow, borrow good ideas. I have I mean, a, is, that a, is that a fair I, I, way to I put like it? That. Yeah, yeah, borrow, yeah. borrow I have good a, ideas. I have a, a grievance that I'd like to share, and it's probably just a, something we can't solve. But Justin, I'm just going to complain for a minute. <laughs> okay. Whenever you get like a Fortune magazine or a Forbes, yeah. they're never about the guy who makes a million dollars a year with a cabinet company. Yeah. It's always about the guy who invented an app who made a billion dollars. <laughs> and so you, as an entrepreneur, are like trying to create a unicorn. You know what I mean? I see these really smart people who are trying to reinvent the wheel, and I'm going, you already have a gold mine right in front of you. You know, you're already an optometrist. You're already an auto auction. Just kill it. Just scale that. And Z, when we come back, I want you to talk about the discipline needed to scale something instead of always looking for the grass is greener. And I think it's fed by the media, though. You know, you watch TV. They're always celebrating the billionaire with the big sexy idea but I think there's a lot of room to be a hundred thousand dollar an heir, you know, a millionaire. There's a lot of there's a lot of room to be super successful, see, without reinventing the wheel. Absolutely. And when we're here to help business coach you along the way. Now, Thrive Nation, you got two things you could do right now. One, you could go to Oklahoma Joe's and grab those baked beans. You could do that. You should do that. If you are a great American, you need to go to Oklahoma Joe's. No pressure. And you can go to thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets for the next in-person business coach workshop. It's a laser show and from the dojo of Mojo. Thrivetimeshow.com. There you go.
Sam Parker. Okay. I'm Karina Parker. We live here in town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, um, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be. The Thrive Time workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are. There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you. He's it's very upbeat. All over the walls. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time, he wants you to learn. And so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you. He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can tell he, he's being real. He doesn't real. care about offending people. Yeah, he just wants to help you. <laughs> so I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month-to-month -month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. Dr. Z, how many people in Tulsa do you feel like? I mean, when you walk into a restaurant, do people recognize your face typically, or do they no, just no, no, no? Because it's mostly not. radio ads. I mean, do, do a lot of people yeah. recognize? I, I have a face kind of built for radio, so I want all the Thrivers to do me a favor right now. I want you. I want you to do something right now. I want you to do this. I want you to Google search ThriveTimeShow.com. Google ThriveTimeShow.com, and I want you to scroll around, find the About Us page, and then just look at this face. And I have a point. <laughs> No, I want you to look into Stop. the face, look into the face, Stop. look into the face, and I want, I want to share something with you, and I, and I mean this sincerely, and I hope this doesn't come across as a backhanded compliment. Dr. Z is very normal, but it's what he chooses <laughs> to do every day thank you, that's thank not you. normal. Thank you. And I say this at the conference every time, and if I've said it to you at the conference, it's every time it goes over like a lead balloon, and then they get it, and then they love it. It's like I say it, and they go, oh, and then you get... I said, hey, you guys remember in high school when your counselor said to you, you have potential. Clay, you could do it. You have potential. And, they, and then the next kid, they're like, next. And they, then they're, they're looking at their script. Justin, you have potential. Next. They look at their script. Robert, you have potential. But here's what they should have said. And I hope that, that your guidance counselor said this to you. I, want, I wish they would have said, you are not exceptional. And the only thing exceptional about you will be your work ethic, and that's up to you. You are not exceptional, and the only thing exceptional about you will be your work ethic, and that's up to you. Because when you study the life of, let's go with Michael Jordan for 500 points, or you go with uh, Kobe Bryant for 500 points, the same coach, Phil Jackson, coached these two guys to 11 championships. Kobe had five, Michael had six, and this is what, this is what Phil Jackson said about Kobe Bryant, and it infuriated Kobe so much that Kobe went on to try to compete with the ghost of Michael Jordan. He said, and this is, this is just, this is, I mean, these are some things, I don't know. This is, I'm going to give you the notable quote. He says, Michael was more charismatic and gregarious than Kobe. This is when he's, he's talking to the media about Kobe when Kobe's still on the team. You know? Michael was more charismatic and gregarious than Kobe. 
He loved hanging out with his teammates and security guards, playing cards, smoking cigars, and joking around. He goes on to say that Kobe just doesn't have the skill. He just doesn't have the skill for connecting with the teammates. He doesn't have... So he found a way, because he's competitive. I mean, no one in the world's more competitive than Kobe. He went straight from high school to the pros. He's the best. And he's telling him, you don't have that leadership quality. you got to prove it to me, man. I want to see you. And he found a way to get him to perform at his best. Now, when Phil left, did Kobe win another championship? No. Did he win one before Phil? No. no. Did Michael Jordan win any championships before Phil? No. What about after Phil? No. Isn't that interesting how the coach got them to perform at their best? I mean, that's what, that's what the coach does. The coach gets you to perform at your best. So I want to just ask you right now, who's pushing you to perform at your best? Because I believe that Kobe Bryant was not exceptional. It was the, it was the work ethic. So, see, I want to ask you, Who's pushed you throughout your life? Who's challenged you? Who is it? Do you? Because I, I know there's some people like Lee Cockerell, uh, our mentor at Thrive 15. He said it very openly. This is the guy who used to run Walt Disney World. And he said it openly in an interview. So it's not, I'm not gossiping. He said this during an interview. He said he's driven by insecurity. Oh, you know, wow. He wow. said, he just said, I, I am. Yeah. Um, Ted Turner. Uh, do you know the Ted Turner story about his father? Uh, no, I don't. His father uh, had a billboard company and he said, Ted, I want you to take over it someday. And so Phil, uh, so Ted says, okay, I would like to do that too. He's like 20 years old, something like that. If you read his book, I Am Ted, it's really disturbing. But his father says, you, you're, not, you're not doing it, Ted. I need you to make those outbound calls and book those billboards. It's ridiculous. I've trained you. I've mentored you. What's your deal? And he says, I tell you what, if you can't, if you can't get it done, I'm just going to go upstairs and shoot myself. And then he did. Whoa, 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 time out. Whoa, pump the brakes. What? Ted Turner's father said, his last words is, if you can't figure it out, I'll just go upstairs and shoot myself. And then Ted was like, fine. And he shot himself. That's literally what happened. Seriously. I swear to God. So Ted's whole life, uh, he said he was married to Jane Fonda and different famous people, but he used to openly look up at the sky and say, is that not good enough? Like he used to constantly say. Wow. So his entire life, he said he's been chased by this demon to like outperform this dad who never thought he was good enough. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm saying this because no one has these conversations. No one talks about what drives Michael Jordan or Ted Turner or Lee Cockrell. Insecurity. The ghost of a father. What drives you, man? What, what what has driven you to be who you are? What's what's the deal? Well, you know, when you grow up without without many things, and you know, you can say to yourself, "Well, I can continue on in life like that, or I can continue on in life and kind of control my destiny, and and perhaps you know, be able to do have some time freedom and financial freedom." That is that is a that is a huge driving force in my life. You know, is the idea that that I am in control of my life. I'm not a you know, what's the term? Control freak? I'm, I'm, I'm not that, but I'm just kind of like, I mean, why? at some point you say to yourself, why not? I mean, here's your choices. You can punch the time clock. You can barely get by. You can, you can make it. Or you can, you can excel and you can have a more comfortable life and you can help more people also have a more comfortable life. I mean, I choose mm, A, B. I'm going to go with choice B, what I just said, you know. And so for me, a lot of it was the drive of the way I grew up. You know, and that's why, you know, when you've been, you've had some success, one of the things that you, I don't know, worry about, if that's the right word, one of the things you're concerned about is it's that you pass on that same drive, that same motivation to the next generation, and then the next generation, the next generation, you know, because half of the people in the Fortune 500 are, guess what percentage of them are new wealth? Ah, man, I'm going to go, according to, I remember reading the book, The Millionaire Next Door. Now, this is, I don't have the, the facts in front of me, but I remember reading that book, I believe it was eight out of ten. Um, millionaires were first generation, but I, I could be a little bit off on that on that stat at this point. 
Yeah, I'm actually going to Google it right now because I don't want to get this wrong. The, the Millionaire Next Door is a book that I encourage all the thrivers to listen to. And while we're looking that up, Justin, what drives you, man? I mean, if you if the goal was financial freedom, you know, if the goal was you know making eight thousand bucks a month, ten thousand bucks a month, I mean, check the box, you've done that. If if that was the goal was to make six figures, you've done that. What drives you? What is driving you? Yeah, so so money is a motivator, and and if you say money doesn't matter, you're you're a liar, you know. Oh. <laughs> Come on, I love living in a van down by the river, and that costs nothing. Because if you've been in both situations. But it, it was it was something different. It was, um, you know, to be able to do what you want when you want to do it, the, the time frame is definitely a huge factor. But deep down, and just just wanting to win. And I, I relate, you know, my previous sister was, was in sports and baseball, and it came down to I had two coaches, mentors, right? And um, one was able to get me to perform at a higher level that I've never performed before. Mm. Another one, I wasn't able, I saw the same talent, you know, but so a, a coach, you know, in sports, a business coach in business, a mentor has a huge role. And this particular coach I had in, in you know, and he's the only coach I ever called back and, and, and wanted to talk to him because it's making impacts and differences in people's lives. You know, uh, Z, what, what drives me and uh, there's there's kind of two simultaneous drivers. But I went to college at World Roberts University and I had a teacher by the name of Amanda. Uh, yeah, okay. And I scored very high in language arts in, in high school. I mean, I was dominant. I won this thing called the Brown Book Award, which is from Brown University for the best orator, the nice. best communicator. I got all the scholarships. I mean, I really just dominated English. And I remember that I went to Oral Roberts University, and she assigned me a book to read, and I basically did the move. You read the front cover, you read the back cover, you sure. write a crappy report, you get a B. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the move. And oh, then yeah. you had some sizzle to get an A, you know? So anyway, so I, I did the move, and she said, Mr. Clark, um, I don't think that you can read. And I remember like, what do you mean? I'm not getting the top. Wow. She goes, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Reading, where you draw out the wisdom in the book and you relate it to your life and you act upon it. It becomes actionable. And I don't think that you are doing that. And you're one of the few people in this class who I think can do it. So for this, so with everyone else in my class, Earl Roberts is being assigned class. You know, they're supposed to read these like literary wonders. She says, yeah. I want you to find an autobiography about somebody that you admire Read it and make a list, a bullet point list, not a report, a bullet point list of how you can apply the principles that they had in their life to your own life. And I want you to write in the, in the margins what you're learning as you go, because that's how you learn. And I remember going, what? So I read this book on Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Life and Death. And I read it, and I remember going, he marketed, his, he marketed Def Jam with flyers. I should market my dances with flyers. He promoted dance parties at college. I should promote dance parties at college. He used that to pay for life. I should use that to pay for college. He created a, uh, a certain culture. He created a certain, uh, a, a certain expectation, a certain level of energy. I should do that. You know, he actually designed the way his life was going to be. I could do, and I started applying. And I remember giving this to her going, man, I'm inspired. I mean, this is like the first time I'd read a book where I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. So I, I now... Uh, you know, if you would have asked me when I was 27, 28, what's my goal? Be a millionaire before age 30 and hire my dad. When I did that, it was kind of like, okay, yay. Now what? I remember sitting down with Clifton Talbert, and he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. So I ran for mayor. You can find that. It's kind of funny. But anyway, so you, you find you have some, some downtime. But this is what I discovered. I love mentoring people, and I want to be the Amanda for as many people as possible. Because she changed my life, and she may never, never know that. I remember I went back to the school to try to find the lady, and it was a deal where she was kind of like a, I think she filled in for a semester or something. So she was no longer there. can't remember her last name, so I talk about her a lot. So eventually I think the law of attraction will bring her back because she made a huge impact for me. 
And the second thing is that I love, and this is a quote from Phil Libin, the founder of Evernote. He says, the secret of happiness is minimizing the amount of time you spend with people you don't choose to be with. This is just math. Mm. So I enjoy minimizing the time I spend with people that I don't choose to be with, and I enjoy maximizing the mentorship that I can provide to people. So that, that's kind of my, my two. It's like saying no to these people, saying yes to these people. And you can't do that unless you have copious amounts of money, and we've been blessed to do that. But that's, that's sort of what drives me. So I, I just I encourage you right now, Thrivers, to figure out what it is that's driving you. Now, see, back to that stat. Did you find the statistics on the first-generation millionaires? I, well, uh, not first-generation millionaires, but Fortune 500, which is oh, a big deal. Okay. Companies that are first-generation, you know, there's, there's about uh, – it's amazing that 40% of them, 40% of them are either – Either immigrants or or kids of immigrants. Wow. That's that's amazing. That was an amazing thing that I just found. You know what I'm saying? Now think about that. I mean, an immigrant coming to our country and then a Fortune 500. I mean, that's the that's the wealthiest, biggest companies. Uh, you know, Fortune 500. Well, that's I'm going to tell you something about cold calling. Uh, if you're listening right now, you want to have a cold call off. Um, we could probably do that. Um, I I just you don't understand the the level of intensity I'll put into cold calls. I love it. If I'm not careful, I'll go into a cold calling career again. I just I love it because it's just something about I've got nothing but my voice and a script and a total tolerance for rejection. Let's go. I just love. I mean, Rich in our office. Rich is the it was one of the cold callers. A lot yeah. of business coaching clients they've never made cold calls, so Rich will actually implement their scripts for them. And we record the call so they can build a system. Yeah, and he literally feeds off of the rejection. It's I mean, it's um, you'll watch him. It's like it's a fuel for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a business down there in Dallas called Full Package. Um, it's a uh, it's a, uh, a drone photography videography. And Rich made cold calls in the faith building. It did when he said, "Hey, I made a hundred calls for you today, and I set seven appointments." And people are like, you made a hundred calls. I can't wow, even fathom that's that number. High, that's a high. That's a high rate. That's good. Yeah, he loves it. He just got back from vacation, and he's like, oh man, I want to sell some stuff. It just, I love that. But Rich is driven by winning. He just loves selling stuff. Yeah. But you've got to figure out what drives you, and then you have to find a coach to help you do that. Now, this is what Eric Schmidt, the CEO of Google, went on to say when explaining why a business coach is the number one advice. He says that's the number one advice I'll give you. That's the number one. Number one. Remember. Eric Schmidt took over. Larry and Sergey had built Google for years and had never made a profit. Never. And he came on as the CEO going, hey, guys, uh, it's fascinating that a lot of people are using this, but we're going to have to make some money. And actually, the more users we have, the more money we're losing because of the server costs. So he fixed the ship. And he says, my argument was, how could a coach advise me if I'm the person who's supposed to be the best in the world at this? But that's not what a coach does. The coach doesn't have to play the sport as well as you do. Wait a minute. Oh, come on. The coach doesn't have to play the sport as well as you do. They have to watch you and get you to be at your best. So when we come back, I I ask you, what is limiting your growth? And we're going to go linear line item, breaking down the aspects of business to figure out how we can unleash your growth potential. It's the Thrive Time Show, Business Coach Radio Show. My name is Clay Clark. And uh, go to ThriveTimeShow.com and check it out, my friends. Look at Dr. Zellner's face. He's up there, ThriveTimeShow.com. My name is Sean Lohman, and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually, Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties, and then I fix them up, and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific. So when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business. You know, they're doing all different industries, and he's teaching us how to look at 
it from that angle because he's he owns nine businesses. Clay Clark owns nine businesses, so he's he knows what's in common with all of them. So he's teaching these big principles, things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look, or specifically what your your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable. Um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm going to take away and implement immediately. It's, a, it's an intimate environment. You know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners. So you get a chance to ask questions, and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls and lots of accomplishments and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday and, you know, we're, there's a sales team in here. It was Friday. So, you know, they're, they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales. And it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see, you know, how this, how this business is done, basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know, non-specific with, with what he's teaching and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is, he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop. And so that's really where, you know, the learning takes place is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can, you know, take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're gonna learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, always, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea, and I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. Oh, Dr. Z, I'm excited to show the Thrivers the proven path to success today, my friend. I am, I am pumped up. I, I tell you what, you are pumped up, and you've been a little, you've been a little froggy all week. As a matter of fact, you've been a little feisty all week long. You know why I've been froggy? You know I've been a little bit pumped up here. I, I don't, I don't know. You, Let's just say, you know how the time, there's times in, in married married life where you're in the zone. The zone. You know, you, you, you do, you say the right words at the right oh, time. Oh, yeah. You start, you know, and she kind of catches you checking her out, and you're kind of, you're getting to that. And, and today, you know, Sharita busted me checking my wife out. Oh, come on now. And my wife busted me checking my wife out. Oh, a lot of and busted I'm going to tell you on. what, happy wife, happy life. Tell me about being in the zone there, big dog. And you just, and you, you, you know, I'm just. Chickens laying more eggs. Chickens laying more eggs. More trees getting planted. It's more of a fertile green. Oh, my. Things are just great at the Clark House right now.
Yeah, and a little I, and, slow dancing in the kitchen. And I want to ask you as a business there coach, I want to ask you, because you're not, you're not optometrist who, who you, you participate in business. But you, you do this radio show because you're too busy building your empire to sit down with every person. So this is a way for you to give back and to kind of coach you know, Tulsa in the, in the country through, through entrepreneurship. But you also will ask, you'll also talk about you know, personal questions. You'll answer these personal questions. And I just want to ask you this. Medically speaking, as an optometrist, <laughs> oh no, you know that I've had a vasectomy. Oh God! You know, oh, no, no, you know that I have. That story you know, again. you know that I have five kids. That was traumatic on me when you did the story on air the other day. If you if you missed that, do not go back and listen to that podcast. I'm just glad it wasn't a vasectomy do on not, air. Do not. Do not. So, as a father of five who's had a vasectomy, is it possible to have another kid? Yes, through through enough focus and commitment. Yeah. Diligence? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, I mean, if, if the vasectomy was not a uh, um, complete vasectomy, mm. um, then, then and there's also some other medical... Th- yes, yeah, I'm not going to... Uh, yes, why are we... T- yes, well, are we I talking just about... Know. You've got to be the, talking about the, your vas- I can't believe you did that <laughs> What are me. the key performance indicators? <laughs> okay. Now, Thrive Nation, that, that's, that's what you don't ask a business coach. You typically don't get in there and talk... I'm just doing that because some people say, well, what's a business coaching relationship like? I mean, it's not where you're getting together talking about how you feel. That's, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. But we're going to talk about the 13 things that a business coach will get into with you here. So let's talk about the first one. Branding. Z, branding. You meet a friend oh, of yours. He has oh, a website branding. that's a disaster. Disaster. A business card that's just bizarre. Can you just educate us? I mean, what are the things where you have a friend or family member, someone you know, and they ask you for help, and you look at their branding, and you immediately go, Arr. I mean, what? because our guys will get detailed. We'll spend hours with you walking you through this. But give us kind of a peripheral. Well, we've said it before. We'll say it again. I mean, your Aunt Matilda may be a fine, she may want to be a fine artist, and she's going to help you with- Why won't you return my calls, Robert? Unbelievable. Help you with your logo. Listen, there's professionals out there, and it's not very expensive to get a professional to take your ideas mm. and to actually do a great job of getting you a logo. A logo. So you can, brand, you can get your branding started. You know, I mean, color schemes and logos. These are, logos. These, these are very important because what you start with what you're going to finish with, you know, and you can look at you can look at great companies. They keep it simple. Keep it simple. They keep it fun. Fun. Yeah, and it makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, McDonald's is a golden M. They okay. The golden arches. All right, Thrivers, I'm going to give you some knowledge. Now, Steve Jobs says that brev- Steve Jobs says that simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. I repeat, Steve Jobs says simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. William Shakespeare, we'll just call him Bill S. To, to abbreviate it. Okay, Bill S. Bill S. says that brevity is the soul of wit. You see what I just did there? Brevity is the soul of wit. The idea is you want to keep it short, simple, concise. Justin, with your logo at Elephant in the Room, how many times have we made it more simple, more simple, and it, why do we keep making it more simple? Yeah, so that, that brand, you want to be, like you guys said, as simple as possible, recognizable. Um, it needs to be your statement piece with as, as little as possible. I mean, and um, if it's going to be on a billboard, if it's going to be on a business, uh, uh, material, print pieces, all that stuff, you know, um, you don't want it to be cluttered. You don't want it to. You want that message to get through as quick as possible. So the elephant in the room today, uh, this week, we just pushed some changes where we now have two buttons on the top horizontal nav- navigation bar and two on the other side because you want it to be clean and simple and symmetric. There's a lot of things a branding graphic designer will help you with. But I would just ask you to rate yourself on a scale of one to ten right now. Ten being an awesome brand and one being in the toilet of branding. And it's okay. Just look if it's if it's you. Don't make eye contact with anybody near you. 
Just pick up the phone. This is your opportunity. Go to thrivetimeshow.com. You have a chance. Fill out the form. Give us a call. Make it happen. We can help you with the branding. Now, the second is the business model. Well, wait a second. You're kind, of skip, you're kind of skipping over something Whoa. on the branding, okay? Okay. And that's what a business coach can do is just talk, just honest talk. Honest Tr- talk. Truth bombs. Oh, Truth bombs. You know, you might be a basketball player and think you have a great crossover move. You know, and your coach looks at you and says, that's not a great crossover move. That's not, <laughs> that's not, that jump shot is horrible. You know, you, I mean, they speak, they tell you the truth. And it may not be what you want to hear. You may think, oh, yeah, I'm branding, I'm solid there. Man, man, my brand is, you know, look at this, Woo. it's solid. Then look at them and go, no, that's too cluttered. It's too much. Okay, it's- now you, you brought it up. You brought it up. So I'm going, I'm going back into marriage again. Do it. Oh, no. So I've been married, you know, for 16 years. And it took me about three years before I could take any feedback about any marketing without there being an immediate attack from me. So my wife would say something like, hey, babe, something spelled wrong on the brochure. You know, I just want to know if you, you're aware of that. We could fix it. And then I would say, oh, really? Monday morning quarterback. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm sleeping on the couch. And I'm oh, going, yeah. okay, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I talked to a branding expert. And he's like, you know, what you want to do is you want to spell check everything twice. You want to get two signatures before you print it, and you have a little spelling error here, and I come home, and I say, babe, this guy, he's a branding wizard. You know, I'm paying this guy like 15 grand. He pointed out there's a spelling error. And she's like, do you not remember me bringing this up to you? And I'm like, well, no, you brought it up a little differently. I think you attacked me. And she was like really <laughs> a soft baby lamb about the thing. So then she would say, hey, honey, for the bridal show, I think all the guys should dress up nice. It's kind of creepy when all the guys are in T-shirts, all mismatched. Perhaps they should all dress up, you know. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? We've already got the T-shirt, oh. it. And then, you know, again, the guy gives me the expert. I go back, and there's a cycle where it's sometimes hard to get feedback from people you care about. See, what's that all about? Is there something wrong with my head? No, no, it's it's the truth. I mean, sometimes when they're when they're that close to you, you don't listen to them because you know them well, and you go, well, "You're not a business coach." Yeah, you're not a business coach. I mean, you're not a business coach. You know what do you what do you what, what are do you business know? coaching? What do you know? I started this business. It's my business. It's business time. It's, it's business. It's, it's business it's time. Business time. It's business time. That's a great song. Oh, that's a great. Oh song. man. Yeah. yeah. Now the next move here, though, is you want to build a business model. Now, Justin, this is what I want to talk to you about because the elephant in the room. The experience is all yours. The division is all yours. The whole thing is yours. You know, but the business model is trying to build something where it's repeatable and it doesn't involve you. That, that, it, that's the key. It doesn't involve me. That's how I get my time freedom right there. How, the, how has that been a battle for you in your head? Or how, how, how do you fight through that idea where you want to do everything yourself and if you delegate, it doesn't get done right and then you want to build a model that works without you? How do you do all that? Yeah, so if, you, if you're creating your business and obviously you're working in your business, um, eventually if you want to work out of your business, that model has to have you outside the business. And so with me and the elephant in the room, every position I've had in growing, I, I quickly replace myself. I quickly fire myself, remove myself. So as that system grows, it's it's okay. How can I put and implement the, the things I was executing, the things I was doing, the, the training, the hiring, the interviewing, the firing, uh, creating the systems? You know, How can I put that on someone else and, and execute that? And maybe you pay them a little bit more and so you can get someone with that expertise, that knowledge, or you create a new position you know, uh, but but you still um, want to make sure that you're slowly moving away. I'm co- I call Justin's new position at Elephant in the Room is he's the Michelangelo. And you might say, what are you talking about? Well, there's this thing called the Sistine Chapel. You know, it's the famous chapel. And uh, Michelangelo painted that thing, and he painted it from two inches away, focusing on the specific details to get it just right. 
And that's kind of where you're at with the business now. It's like it's running, but you're focusing on those details, beveling it off. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show. And then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call, and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO, getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference, and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and uh, the employee side of things. It's going to help our business drastically. Oh, very. Uh, intuitive just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business uh, the interview process the employee process um, if employees not working out you let them go it's a drastic experience you just have to come and check it out I mean there's so many things that they can help you with Clay's a funny guy uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out well, I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need what? What do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences, and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in and of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Broadcasting on the left coast of the Arkansas River in the Dojo of Mojo in the Thrive15.com world headquarters in beautiful Jinx America. Right here from the center of the universe, we bring to you the Thrive Time Show brought to you by our good friends at Oklahoma Joe's. If you're looking to not screw up your lunch, get on over to Oklahoma Joe's. I mean, if you're, if, see, how about that for an endorsement? If you don't want to screw up your lunch, you want to have a quality meal. Yeah. Here's I, the deal. Get over yeah. there. You could make a bad choice, but you'll make a great choice if you go there. Bernie Ann's baked beans. It's, it's it's a deal. Also, shout out to Regent Bank. Regent Bank. You know, um, what did Sean we get back to you about that um the the lyrics you wrote for them, the the promo song for them? He loves it. I mean, the Regent Bank theme song is really it's starting to catch on. I mean, there's a lot of people that really love love the music. Oh yeah, it's very catchy and sounds very. You know, you know, you have a hit when it sounds like you've heard it before. It feels a lot like a song we've heard before, but it's just, well, Thrivers, you're going to have to hear it again to really sort of 
take in the, the branding excellence of the jingle writing skills that Dr. Z and I have put, the energy we put into it. What's really cool is, is that Sean Copeland, the CEO of Regent Bank, with three, there are three locations, Nowata, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma City, Woo. Oklahoma, home of the thunder, by the way. Oh, the thunder. Just throwing out the thunder right there to you. Um, he is one of our mentors, and he teaches you on Thrive15.com. What's thrive Fifteen? A CEO could be teaching me on, a CEO of a bank could be teaching me... On how to write a business plan, how to come in and get capital um, without a gun from a bank. Mm. How to actually come in there well, and, and talk them out a of... Gun out free. Of, you know, a gun-free transaction, which is, you know, which is... It's a move. It's a move. It's a move. So Thrive15.com, you say, what is that? I call it the Netflix of, of business coaching, okay? What that means is that you, we have a lot of videos on there. We went around the country. We find a lot of great mentors, i.e. business coaching coaches, and we film them and we put them on there. You can you can binge watch that. You can, you know, I mean, you can either binge watch like Walking Dead or you, you can could, binge yeah. watch or, yeah, I mean, you have choices on Netflix or you could binge watch, you know, how to start and grow a business on Thrive15.com. And oh, by the way. Oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, the first month is um a dollar. A dollar. Yeah. Did you say a doll hair? A, no, uh, a, a, an actual... No, it's a, like one U.S. dollar. Oh, I thought it was a doll hair. Uh, <laughs> I did not have a doll hair. I get it now. Oh, I understand. Now, Thrivers, we were talking about a business coach can help you with a business model. Now, I would argue that a business model, it's not a business model if you have to work in the business for it to work. Now, work with me. A business model, you're trying to create a business and not a job. And a job is where you have to do everything. And the idea is you want to work yourself out of it over time. You want to build a business model that can create both time freedom and financial freedom for you without your direct daily involvement. But what if I love doing the thing? Then you get to do whatever thing you want to do. There you go. I mean, the thing about it is, it, first it's going to be a job. First you have to create the job. First you have to get in there and work, okay? Right, right. And then you slowly, what we coach you to do and what we're all about is saying, hey, listen, let's let's coach you up to where you can actually now get, like Justin was just saying, to where you're not in there having to sweep the floors every day, all right? I mean, if you want to sweep the floors, you can sweep the floors. I mean, I enjoy cleaning some toilets. I mean, well, I enjoy yeah. doing it. I mean, it's the thing where it's hard to pull myself away from that aspect of the business. I, I don't want to delegate that. Justin, I find myself saying, is there any way I could clean the toilets? I have an emotional attachment yeah. to that aspect of the company. No, but in all sincerity, you can do whatever part of the business you want to once you've created time freedom and financial freedom. Now, for the sake of time today, all about time management, we're going to fire through these next ones, okay? So here we go. Customer service. Z. How can a business coach help you improve your customer service experience? By real talk, by telling you all the, the secret little moves to help with your customer service, recording recording phone calls, um, you know, the secret shopping. Oh, mystery uh, shopping. Mystery, Love that. Mystery secret shopping to come in there and actually break it down to go in there and evaluate it and then and then be honest with you about it because it can't, you know, a business coach is not the guy that says, oh, you're great, you're awesome, you're doing super, it's just Now, wonderful. here's the deal. Justin, as the company's grown, you've invested in some technology, you know, where we, we're allowed to do it in Oklahoma. You know, we monitor the calls. We monitor, you know, the for safety. We monitor the front area with security cameras. Justin, when you monitor your own business, when you audit your own people, your own place, when you're because you have mystery shoppers now, we've got about ten guys that Correct. come in. Yeah, what kind of stuff do you learn from a mystery shopper? Because I know you're trying to make it the best it can be, but what kind of stuff do you learn from a mystery shopper? That, that, what kind of candid feedback? So my main question, in, in you know, getting the, the technology cameras and, and and you know, recording phone calls and things, was how are my employees acting? When I'm not there. I wasn't worried about when I was there. But when I'm not there, oh. and that's the true, and so um, it, it was a, a well and in, in, um, uh, investment, you know, return on my investment there. But ultimately, 
Uh, Secret Shoppers. And I know, you know, oh. QT does this, QT Gas Station. Yep. Uh, they're amazing. Uh, there's a lot of um, bigger companies that do it. And so that's something we just implemented, you know, and, and why are they good? What's coming good? So they monitor all the time. And so we encourage that positive feedback and, and create that morale that we want. Now, the next move is financial planning. Now, a business coach may be a certified financial planner. In our case, at the Thrive Time team here, we recommend financial planners that can help you. I mean, set up Roth IRAs, 401ks, those kind of things. And that's a great problem to have when you start making a lot of money and you're thinking about what to do with it and how to invest it and be wise with it. But Z, why do you have to have somebody sit down and help you make a financial plan? Why can't you just shoot from the hip, baby? I know a lot of guys, um, or people, I should say, that had started had a business idea, started it, I mean, did all the right moves or most of the right moves, okay? Yeah. And they started making uh, money. Making some money. Nice. Oh, nice. And then little, uh, a little date called April 15 oh, rolled April around. April 15 is a, little, great, a great time of the year. Uh, you know, it's the middle of April, and, uh, and, and this dude by the name of Uncle Sam... Why is Uncle Sam always came coming knocking, down here? Always, came knocking on their door. Why is he always trying to screw with us? I'm just trying to have some lasagna. You know, why is he always coming by April 15th? Who is Uncle Sam? Get out of here. And Uncle Sam comes by and says, um, Hey, I tell you what, you're making all that money. You know, I want my cut. I want my piece. I want to. I want to. I want you to keep playing the Godfather music. I, I, I need my. I want to get my beak wet. I need to, I need my piece of the action. Why do you got your lead pipe there, Uncle Sam? Why are you gonna... I, You know, and if you don't give it to me, I'm going to send this thing called the IRS, the IRS and, and uh, we're going to deal with you. Why, why do you have direct... It's not going to be good. Why do you have direct access to my bank account? Why can you just take the money out of my account? We're going to freeze you out. Uncle Sam. We're going to shut you down. Well, after all I've done for you, I swear I give you like half my check. I'm going to put a horse head in your bed. A horse head in the bed? Yeah. That seems like you went a little crazy there, Uncle well, No, and then what happens is, is that they have a thing called taxes due, and they're like, I had no idea. I'm making all this money, and I had no idea. that It I happens every time. I'm so I'm oh, telling you this. Man. If I go back and talk to my younger self, I remember I was 22, 23, and I am making bank. DJing. Boom. And you're making now the problem is when you're making bank, you get like a hundred thousand. You know, you make that hundred thousand. And what happens is you know, the IRS, you know, they're like, hey, you know, you made a hundred thousand during the media. Yeah, We've been we doing know. our research. We, well done, well we're done. We're a big fan well of your done. business. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well and done, well done. And you don't realize that you owe, and it's all said and done, uh, a lot of money, a lot of what you make goes back in taxes. I mean, I and I would say, as a conservative rule, about a third to half. And some way or another goes back. I mean, so property taxes, income taxes. I mean, Z, have you ever thought about what percentage of your income you pay in taxes? Well, federal, what's the federal right now? 37, and our state can be as high as 10. So I You're mean, already up be, to half, and I then mean, your property 40s. tax. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, but the thing about it is, obviously, you know, you're talking about if, if you're net what you make after all your deductions and all, you you know, the, the aggressiveness you can do and make sure you have a good tax accountant. And, and here again, that's part of the business coaching thing is that they help you understand that this is something you have to plan for. When I say plan, I'm not saying avoiding Uncle Sam. I'm just saying make a plan. Be smart. Pay your part. I'm not saying... You're one, you're in favor of taxes. I'm just saying it is what it is. You just got to pay what you got to pay. You got to pay those. T you got to pay. You got to pay the taxes. Oh, when we come back. See. We're going to talk more about uh, what, what a business coach can do for you, and that is teaching you how to franchise. If you want to franchise, it's um, possible. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work, um, and you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time, and I can't plug my phone into my truck. It's it's too old, um, and so you know, one day. The Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to, um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining 
than most radio shows. Um, and so that's, you know, took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's wonderful. It's, it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here, and I really love how, you know, entertaining uh, Clay can be as well. Um, yeah, I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm, t I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business, because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele, so learning about the marketing has really helped me, and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this, because it's been so great. We're so grateful to be here. I think yeah. I can go home and... Like, I have it written out, the, the steps that I need to take and, and everything, it's very practical. Yeah, a big thing that's, that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff is just, you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life. I love it. I am laughing a lot of the time and it's so entertaining and I, I just love being here. It's awesome. I, I really like the smaller class group, um, so it is more of an interaction, even if it isn't, you know, a constant, raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just, just a smaller It's great. Yeah. They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So. Yeah. Clay's been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know, when I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get rich scheme. Like, <laughs> you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again. For radio and not TV Talking everything from clay to Z Auto auctions, banks, haircuts, and glasses If you want to sell it, we've already sold it to the masses No classes or prerequisites Just business school as raw as it gets Practical skills, no student debt Z joins clay when he's not up in a jet And now, more from the man who loves algebra so much He took it three times uh, I do love Algebra Z. I want to take that thing over and over and over. And you know, the only way that I got past Algebra ever is I hired, I was a junior in high school, and I hired out of my own money a young man by the name of Leif Shaplusky, who was an eighth grader. And Leif would go with me from, true story, from class to class. I, got a, I went and talked to my counselor. I paid this kid. He's like a, prodig like a prodigy, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's on Facebook somewhere with my buddy. He's all yoked up now. He's jacked. He's really... But, leave, but, uh, I'm leave. Yeah, I'm but Leif Shaplusky, I hired this kid, and he would go with me, and people would like, I was kind of well-known because I DJed a lot in high school, you know? But it was this weird thing because this, this eight, he's like a young-looking eighth grader is following a, you know, a junior around the halls of a high school, and they're like, what's he doing? I'm like, he's my math tutor. He's my guy. He's my dude. <laughs> he's, my, he's, my, <laughs> like, he's my guy. So in my class, he, the, the teacher, Mrs. Gao, was my teacher I kept having, Mrs. Gao, G-A-U. She would try to break it down. And I'm just hearing, like, you know, Charlie Brown, wah, 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 wah. I mean, that's how I would process just Charlie Brown. He'd always hear adults as, wah, 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 wah. I couldn't understand it. But he broke it down, and he was kind of like my coach. And that's kind of what a business coach does. I mean, if you don't get accounting, you don't get sales, you don't get marketing, you don't know human resources, you don't know leadership, you don't know management, you don't know marketing, you don't know sales conversion, you don't know time management, but you know a lot about 
training dogs, but you don't know about workflow mapping, but you know a lot about training dogs, then you know what you are? You're an expert at training dogs. And that's Correct. why Tip Top Canine, we love coaching with these guys because they're the most diligent doers. They have a great product, a great service to see, and the more customers they get, the more people they wow. It's exciting. You don't have to know everything, but you have to reach out to a coach. Z, you have to know what you don't know. Absolutely. And that's what, a, that's what a coach does for you. That's what a business coach is here to do for you. And that's what we're humbly suggesting that you might want to think about using us for. You know, we, we have different ways to do it. We're going to go over those here in a little bit. But it's so exciting, Clay. When you see that young couple come in here, attend a workshop, yes. become thrivers, and then their business just Shh. to the moon, like Elon Musk. To Mars. This isn't to the moon. This is like to Mars. I mean, there's is like Elon the beyond Musk, the moon. Here's what happens. Elon Musk, and I, we, I, I tried to mic his office. I can't get in. I can't get close. I can't. But Shocking. It's, it's rumored that he said, forget trying to go to Mars. So let's try to achieve a big goal. Let's try to outsell tip-top canine. And his people, his scientists, are like it's not possible. Not possible. It's very depressing over there. It, it's, it's a down. It's a down period for SpaceX. Yeah, exactly. And I'm telling you what, when people come in and we we could give them we can give them the keys to the kingdom, but it's up to them to take those keys, walk over the door, put it in the lock, turn it, and open the door and walk through it. And when you see a young couple like that, that is doing it, doing it with excellence, and and it's changing their lives. And I want to brag on Justin here, elephant in the room. You have obsessed about the men's grooming experience, where people that I know, but I know professionally speaking, they don't know that that I'm related to you. They don't know that we're investors in the business together. They don't know that. I don't tell them that. I just say, hey, here's a gift card for a $1 first haircut or a free haircut. Go in there and just try it. I've had so many people tell me it is like a night and day. They're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know why I ever went somewhere else. But you've obsessed on that while, we're, while we, the, the Thrive team, are focused on the systems. You know, we, we're doing the systems. You're doing the, the, the experience. And without the experience, there's no point to the marketing or the systems or, and vice versa. So I want to ask you, I mean, what keeps you motivated to obsess about hair like that? I mean, you're, you're, what, what's going on? Why are you so obsessed with the hair, the men's grooming, the business? What, what drives you, man? Well, I appreciate it, and thank you so much. And, and you know, it really helps to have a business coach uh, like you, Clay, because, um, yeah, I, I was passionate and still am passionate about the men's grooming industry and what a haircut can do for a, a guy. You know, it's so much more than a haircut, and that's why I call Elf in the Room. It's the haircut experience. Uh, we've got three locations but it, it's it's something that is it's fun, it's exciting, but it's so much more than a haircut. And so ultimately, I knew I had something, um, a golden nugget, you know, and something people uh, um, um, pay for. The thing about the men's grooming is it's, it happens over and over and over because your hair grows. And I needed a way to market that. So uh, you being my business coach helped the, the market, helped create the systems, make them duplicatable. And, and now look at us, five years later. It's unbelievable. We're right on the verge of franchising. I believe in September is when we'll sell franchise number one or two. And uh, it's, you got to get the systems tight. Z, when you want to franchise a business or scale a business, man, don't you have to, once you have that big goal, you have to kind of work backwards and figure out how many sales you need per day, how many sales you need per hour. I mean, Z, doesn't it become about math at a certain point? I mean, once you kind of have the big vision, you really have to focus on the details. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing that a business coach does. It's sit down and say, okay, what are your expectations? What do you want in life? How do you want to live? What are your, and then how much does it cost to, to live that way? Okay. So then we need to make that in the business. You know, that's a net, net number. All right. Well, let's back out taxes. Let's back out the earth, the IRS. Let's back out all that other stuff. And so now, okay, here's what we need to make in the business gross revenue. Okay. And how much do we make per widget we sell? All right. How many widgets do we need to sell 
per year, and then yeah. you, break, you break it down, you know, and then it gives them a good understanding. It's like, oh my gosh, that's realistic. That's not realistic. You know what? That's I maybe need to charge more. I may need to charge less. And so that's part of the whole process, especially when you're when you're beginning a business. That's the best time to get a business coach. But even if you have one going, you can always use a little bit of you know upgrade. You can lose a little bit of tune up. It'll be a will. little more painful to make those changes, but you have to make those changes. And we have drivers. We have four ways, four systems, four tools uh, that are going to help you make the changes you want to make. And I'm going to start off with the first one. And this one is coming to you hot from the author of The Magic of Thinking Big. What a treasure. That book is powerful. He says this, the mind is what the mind is fed. That is why I personally do not listen to anything that's not positive, uplifting, or like an autobiography about somebody who's successful. I just choose not to put it into my brain. So this past weekend, I was listening to everything that there is to, to everything there is that you could possibly know about Alexander the Great. I was just really listening to some audiobooks about him and how he did it. And it's amazing when you put positive things into your mind. And see, that's why we have the podcast. That's why we archive every single one of these shows. So you can go up there, find it, listen to it, share it. I mean, see, what's the power of feeding your mind positive information? Well, just like you just said, I mean, the mind is what the mind's fed. And by feeding it positive stuff, you have a positive mind, positive outlook, positive positive energy, just, you know, positive way of thinking about things. And that's, I tell you what, we've all been around people that are negative, right? I mean, no, we all, never, we, we can, never, we, never been around them at all. I tell you that. We, we've all been around them. They're negative. Negative, they're negative people. Everything's going to be a failure. The sky's falling. Chicken little. I mean, we know all the stories. We know all the people. What and if you know, it doesn't work, what, Justin? Uh, what are you going to fall back on? It's not. Yeah, it's not going to work. You're. You're. What are you thinking? And all that kind of negative stuff. We all have been around those, and they're no fun. They're energy vampires. I heard oh, that term the other day. Energy vampires. Energy vampires. You know. And then we've all been around the positive people, oh, the yeah. ones that have always smiling, the bright eyed. They're always like, you know what? You can do it. We can do it. This thing is doable. This. Let's do this. Take it. Take it to the next level. Let's go, let's go. You know, they're positive. And you'd rather surround yourself with that. That means you'd rather put that stuff in your brain. Now, if you want to put that in your brain through the audio, you can do it with your dojo of mojo, the thrivetimeshow.com, the podcast. Subscribe to it. Now, if you want to meet people face-to-face, that's what the workshops are all about. Now, Justin, you've actually spoken at one of them. You shared some things. Isn't it kind of crazy? There's people there from, like, Toronto and California, and they're all there, and they're wanting to know how you did it. I mean, that kind of a cool thing when you have positive people around you? Yeah, so I've I've been around the Thrive Fifteen, um, you know, um, seminars that you guys hold, and they are amazing. One, the systems have worked for me, but two, um, just partaking and speaking and listening, it's almost like a networking of the mastermind group. These guys are bouncing these ideas about each other. They're all ready and eager to to implement these ideas, and it's it's a pretty cool idea and place to be. You don't know this, but we had a Thriver here from Toronto who just said he goes what he said because you were talking to him about how tough it was to start and the hours you put in. He goes, that was just freeing for me, knowing that I'm what I'm going through is normal yeah. when starting something big. And he just said yeah. no one had ever told him something that rude It's and real. Raw. It's real. It yeah. was a real struggle. I mean, and Justin just told him this is what happened. That's a big thing. So the workshops are huge. They're two days. They're 15 hours of power. They're $500 for you and three of your friends to attend. If you can't afford it, if you can't afford it, now you can because there's a scholarship. If you can't afford it, now you can't because there's a scholarship. Now, move number three is one-on-one business coaching. Why is that powerful? Well, it's powerful because you have a you have one 
person that you can just have access to. You meet with on a regular basis. Um, they're that business coach that gets in your face. And some people really need that. Some people, you know, it's kind of like when I was working out with a buddy at the gym. I mean, we'd call each other every, you know, on the days we we're going to work out. I'd go, you better be there. I'm going to be there. You better be there. I'm not being like, be oh, you better be there, you know. And it's someone that encourages you and, and holds you accountable. Hold you accountable that you're getting done the stuff that they tell you to get done. And that's powerful. And we did it because people wanted it. I mean, it's not like we're like, oh, let's do this. No. We did it because people are like, hey, we want this. We want this. Now, the final move, the final move is you can go to thrive15.com and it's a dollar for your first month for the world's One most dollar. affordable. Justin, it's a dollar. Oh, wow. Just, I'd say, Thrivers, it's a dollar for your first month. Z, what can they find at thrive15.com? All the things we're talking about. We break down all these videos by, by mentors. We break them all by business coach. Then we also break them down by category. And so if you say, hey, I, I need to learn how to raise capital, then you can go in and just watch all those videos. Or, hey, I need to learn about you know marketing. They go in and just watch all those videos. It's, it's great. Now, Thrive Nation, we are here to serve you. But you have to take what you're learning and put it into action because knowledge without application is meaningless. And Z, we always like to end this thing with a bang and a countdown. So here we go, my friend. Three, Three two, two, one, boom! boom.